Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today's episode is Don't Pass on the Opportunity. So let's set the stage. Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and I think we just had about a 40-minute discussion. And I don't even know if we decided to do anything. I think maybe one thing. That was it. We we gave updates on shows and movies that we like. Uh, we talked about the weekends, uh, what we did. Some of us had a fantastic weekend. Some of us had less of a fantastic weekend. Um, and uh, I had less of a fantastic weekend. And I had some uh, medical procedures that, that Alistair is just dying to share with the world. Uh, and he's not going to because he told me he wasn't going to. So, But uh, that required me to um, not do a lot. So, uh, But all good. And grateful that actually I have the opportunity to get access to, you know, medical really, you know, sometimes it's just, this was a test and you can, you know, when you have access to it, sometimes it just makes you remember that not everybody does have access to that more of a preventative thing. So uh, yeah, good, good, good stuff, but uh, not a great way to spend the weekend. Um, uh, uh, but uh, it is what it is. I am showing so much restraint today, Greg. I really am. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, my friend. If we weren't friends. <laughs> I'm going to check the show notes before they go out. <laughs> yeah, this is when we find out if you actually listen to the tape before you give the, the green light. But uh, yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I, I agree with you. Like, um, I've had like my, my parents and stuff like that and, and other family members. Uh, you know, I'm very thankful for where we live that we have, um, uh, you know, where you don't have to pay to go to the hospital, you don't have to pay to go to the doctor, that, you know, we, we live in a very uh, good society like that. And it, it's just wonderful that uh, we have the ability, uh, even in COVID, uh, I know the medical profession has struggled to keep up with everything. And, uh, you know, hats off to all those people that have been working in, in really difficult circumstances. But even with COVID going on, business is still being taken care of. And uh, uh, so thankful for the people that are in that system and that we have, uh, you know, a system of healthcare where, you know, everybody has equal access and, and nobody goes without just because of money. I agree 100%. So uh, let's continue. Um, Greg and I have been managers for a long time. We have both benefited from other people assisting us in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others have missed the mark. We're going to start at the perspective of the employee and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these types of situations. And we're always going to have an underlying theme of a good discussion. I think, Greg, we're going to have a great discussion today about this. Yeah, I agree. This is a, this is a hot issue right now. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good one. And it's something we kind of hinted at that we're going to probably have to do. It came out of our, uh, our last um, podcast episode, The Heat. And so... Greg and I talked about it and uh, we put some stuff together and we kind of almost flipped the coin uh, today about which uh, we had a couple episodes ready to go. So we flipped the coin kind of and had a quick discussion. And this is the one, uh, as promised, that we were going to bring. So don't pass on the opportunity. We have all been in situations where our boss misses the opportunity to have just a good conversation in a timely, appropriate and healthy way. They just ignore or miss the situation, whatever it is. If they do talk, it's inappropriate or just misplaced. They don't have the skills or even make the effort to have the conversation. They seem scared about having conversations. And there are situations that have to be discussed 
but just aren't. So Greg, what do you think about this topic and how it affects our relationships in the work environment? Well, I think key for this one is the word opportunity. And, and this is such a missed opportunity and yet I get it. And, and it's something that's actually uh, amplified during COVID and specifically with remote working because it's a lot easier to uh, avoid these kinds of conversations. If you've got uh, a challenging conversation, if you wanna provide feedback, if there's something that you've noticed, I mean, you know, if you're working side by side, it's a lot harder to avoid it. Uh, you will actually pull them aside, but it's it, it's it's hard when you can avoid it. And also even having not being in person, you can't catch someone's reactions and going forward. So when you don't do it, these just um, simmer. And this is one of those ones that kind of simmers sometimes in the boss. Or even worse, if there is really important feedback that you're supposed to share with someone that will help them be more successful in their in their role, it's going to hurt that person. So, uh, but we are uh, on, uh, you know, we are a, a kind of a culture that does avoid. And man, in Canada, we are worse. You know, we're always Canadians are always polite, but they hold stuff. They're not as direct as we we can be in general. And so, this is one of those things, and it just creates spiral it creates distance between the boss and the individual and it certainly isn't about investing in that person's success because when you miss these opportunities you miss an opportunity to help someone grow especially if it's done in the right way uh, or as assuming it's done in the right way and we're talking about situations where it's just not having a, a performance-based discussion because somebody's done something wrong or they need to improve on something. We're also talking about situations where people have been successful and, mm -hmm. and, and people aren't having a quick conversation with people to encourage them and say, hey, listen, you know, you did a good job with that. That's great, thank, thank you very much. So we're talking about the whole gamut here. We're just not talking about a, a, where there's been a behavior and you wanna correct it or there's been a, a, a lack of skill or something on some task. We're talking about the whole gamut when it could be something good's happened, something's bad happened, maybe somebody's struggling in their personal life Whatever it is, we're talking about all those conversations and how important it is to have those good conversations, good, healthy conversations when something happens, no matter what it is. I agree 100%. And I think that's a really great point. The problem of the, what's happening right now is that people are burned out. They're working so much and, uh, you know, their boundaries, they've lost boundaries as to when it starts and when it ends. And so often these things just get buried and they get missed because you think, oh, you know, I just don't have time to actually, you know, have that conversation or, or send that note. And you know what? The other thing happens sometimes is because there isn't time, sometimes what happens is that it gets um, uh, shortened and it's not specific. And because being more specific is really, really important on these things because uh, sometimes uh, a vague feedback, uh, a, a vague uh, update or thankful, uh, being thankful is is worse than anything. So it's 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 just a real struggle these days because especially the amount of time uh, that people have. Yeah, and I like what you said there. You know, we're not talking you have to have a 15 minute talk. Being specific, coming by and say, hey, Greg, uh, that interview you did with those people, that was excellent, like great result. I really liked uh, how it played out and uh, you're obviously very skilled at what you do. Uh, thank you very much. You know, specific, timely and right on point. And what was that? 
20 seconds. It doesn't have to be a long conversation, but that specificity is just so important when you're talking to people because then they go, oh, this person knows what they're talking about. They're just not throwing some random comment at me. They actually understand what I was doing and they appreciated it. Yeah, you know what? I was on a call this morning actually where um, a well-respected individual um, said two things and one was very encouraging and the other thing just sent things spinning out of control and i'm not sure if that if that person really realizes what they have done and so i have sent a note saying hey i want to have a chat can you have can we just follow up i want to just catch up on something with you and in that meeting i'm intending to share just you know what i saw what i felt what i what i think the potential impact of that is and this the on both sides and one was really positive uh, and the other one was just, I know it wasn't the intention, but it, since it's been, the sooner you can do that uh, so that it's close to the moment, the better. And prioritizing that is really important. But even with me, I was planning on doing it this morning and still haven't done it because I've been jammed through the day. So this is kind of a, a great practical recent example of, uh, I don't want to miss this opportunity, but I'm afraid that, you know, what will happen you know, uh, we'll do our podcast. I've got a couple of meetings after this. Will I actually get to that conversation? And, you know, it's easy to slip. So how do we build those habits in to make sure you do it are going to be key? Yeah, this is something uh, I don't feel uncomfortable doing because I've had, and we've mentioned this throughout our, our podcast since day one, is that you and I have had some really good mentors and we've had some people that have been terrible which we've learned some stuff from. And we've had some really good people that we've they've just inspired us and just given us so much practical experience on, on how to be a manager. And I go back about 20 years ago or so, and I, uh, I was in a, a high-level investigation unit and I made a charging decision. And I was not popular. Um, and uh, the matter went to court and there was a trial. And uh, my position, um, the judge confirmed and it wasn't just my decision. There's a couple other people involved in the investigation as well. But uh, when that decision came down and our thought, our, the way that we approached it uh, was endorsed by the, by the judge, uh, later that day, I got a call from the guy that had been my boss at the time of the charging decision. He was no longer my boss. You know, I was off his scope. And yet he took the time to phone me like a couple hours later and and just you know affirmed that I had made the right decision at the time. He had supported me, and he he was he was glad that uh, it worked out that way. And I I I never forgotten that how impactful mm -hmm. that was. Like he didn't have to call me. I hadn't worked for him for probably a year or something. And and this guy called me back and just said, hey, you know, gave me the kind of the nod on the phone. And I thought it was so impactful, right? And and you don't have it doesn't have to be fifty minutes. It just has to be specific. You know the truth you know, timely, all those things. And uh, it's those people from my past, and you and I have talked about this before in, in our podcast, it's those people who have had such a huge, huge influence on me in, in my journey to try to be a good manager. So uh, this topic brings back a whole bunch of stories right now. They're just kind of spinning in my head, but, you know, so important, so important. Well, it's interesting because on the weekend, uh, I was watching a TED Talk from I think it was the early 2000s and I can't remember the guy's name I'll, we can put it in the show notes but it was called the power of words and how they can inspire our, our spiral but um, what you're talking about is you know what did that take that took an awareness of he saw that it had happened um, 
and a desire to reinforce and to recognize you. So I had to pick up the phone and I had to find Alistair and I had to call him and I, I, I had to just say something specific. I heard, that I, and this is what I really appreciated and congratulations on it. I mean, that, that doesn't take that much, um, but, but it, it's, it's, it's about making it a priority. And we're, let's uh, maybe go into some of the common sense things because uh, hopefully they will help us guide of how do we make sure we take more advantage of these opportunities. So what are some of the common sense things as a manager to help deal with this situation? It is your job to sometimes step into the situation, have a good talk. You just have to do it. It's your job. Yeah, it is your job. And um, we've talked a lot about this. It's just the, the importance of being present and importance of being aware of things and importance to step into. I know later on, we're going to capture the word brave, you know, importance to, but it is, it, it, as a leader, this is what your job is, is to, really be aware of these opportunities and to step up and step into it. Uh, and I know it's hard, but that should be like the big rock, the big priority of a leader, uh, because when you engage others, both in, in corrective feedback or positive acknowledgement specifically, you accelerate the performance and potential of your team, which guess what accelerates you. So uh, such an important thing. And know who you are, accept it and grow. If you suck at this, then you suck at this. Then you know what? You got to try. You got to get better at it. Maybe seek out some uh, feedback from somebody, get a mentor. Maybe there's a course you can take and uh, just accept it. Oh, I'm not really good at this. Okay. Well, so what steps do I have to take to be better at this? And you know, you don't have to be perfect at this. I think we talked about this last week in the, in, uh, the heat. Even if you're kind of clumsy doing stuff like this, if your intentions and your, you know, the character of what you're doing is, is very positive, people are fine with that. They'll, they'll say, oh, I'll just a little awkward, but, you know, I, I really appreciate him coming up and saying uh, how well that had gone and, and, and uh, some specific things that he really, really liked about the approach. Even if you stumble a little bit, people are, are more happy that you showed up and you're having the conversation than how perfect it was that you always chose the right words and stuff like that. Some people just aren't as good at this, but it doesn't mean you, you can't. You shouldn't do it and you shouldn't learn to do it a little better. Yeah, it's definitely something you can grow. So it's just, if you know, you say, well, I'm just not good at it. I'm not innately, this isn't my thing. The reality is you can grow this. This is something you can easily grow. But that last point is you have to be committed to growing. You have to recognize that this is an important thing of my job. These first two connect together is knowing that a key part of my job is creating the environment for people to uh, be successful and, and in which they'll be engaged and committed to the organization. So when you accept that, then if you're not good at that, then, uh, then, then just say, I'm not good at it, but do something about it. You know, it, uh, it's when you don't do anything about it that gets frustrating. Yeah, I think I'm gonna group the next two together because it just, it just carries on the conversation we're having right now. Seek out the skills or a mentor to improve your abilities and watch those that have the ability in this area. There's, I don't know about you, Greg, but I learn so much better watching somebody else do something. And, and whether they do it badly or very, very well, I learned from that situation. If you gave me a textbook on this, it would be wasted. But I love watching other people as they deal with situations. And whether they're successful or not, you lear I learned from that so much better. 
Yeah. And to your point, go to them and say, you know, Alistair, I've noticed that you're really great at this. And, and this is actually something that I struggle with a little bit. Uh, and uh, what I'd love to do is just, you know, tell me a little bit about how you show up. What have you done to reach this stage of being able to have these conversations and then maybe engage them if they're in meetings with you say, listen, I'd love you to watch and to provide some uh, feedback, you know, take the opportunity yourself and help me uh, grow and learn, help me see where I'm slipping and, uh, you know, help me also see where I'm successful. Um, and what a great way to do it. But you're right. Some people are more innately gifted at this and they've either learned it that way. They may, may were not as gifted as you. they were at your level sometime, but they've grown. But tap into that, that and acknowledge where you are. And even by acknowledging that, you know, this is something I'm not good at and I want to get better. You know, if it's your boss or something like that, that's a powerful thing to do. For sure. And the next one, uh, and I think especially if you're not good at this and you're struggling a little bit with it and maybe you're a little clumsy with it, but be genuine. If you're genuine, people people see that. It doesn't matter how it gets delivered. If you're genuine and, and you're there to, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing you're, you're trying to help them deal with, if you're genuine, people do appreciate that. They might not always be happy with what you're saying, but if you're genuine and that's your approach, so important. Being real and uh, um, just saying, you know what, uh, you know, Alistair, this isn't something I'm, I've been really great at. And I, it's something that I want to get better at because I know that the more I can give you feedback my folks that I work with feedback, both positive and constructive, that I know that, that this will create a better team and help me be a better manager. So I'm not going to get it perfect, but this is my intention. You know, I always start with that intention. And then to your point, people will be able to say, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be more open to listening if I know what your intention is behind what you're doing, both positive and or constructive. Yeah, for sure. And uh this is one of your words, Greg, and I threw a couple of them into this just for you, but uh, it's so important just to be brave. Yeah, you know, in you know, my book and, and of course, uh, the other podcast that I run is all about uh, creating safe, brave spaces and uh, brave is about stepping into it, even though it's uncomfortable and uh, it's never comfortable. Well, it's more comfortable giving feed positive feedback for sure. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, when you're busy, you sometimes think, I just don't have the strength to do it. But uh, giving constructive feedback, it's really important to be brave and step into it. Take ownership for that part of your role and moving forward. And your next point is create the environment where people feel safe to speak up, including you. And so both of the words are there because as you think about how you step into it, and it does begin with, I think, intention, and, and then also being clear and specific about the feedback, both positive and constructive, um, that then creates a space where people say, hey, it is okay to do this. And you model the way you want others to do that, because this isn't just a boss to a, a team member, can be team member to team member, can be team member up to your boss. If you create that space for folks to be able to take the opportunity, and I know we're gonna go into the, the team member employee perspective as well, this is, this is all, each of us has this opportunity to do it, so. And I'm gonna bring up uh, a couple of weeks ago, we taped an episode and you sent me an email about two hours later and you were concerned by a phrase I'd used and I was totally unaware of this phrase. And you sent me this email and I went, oh my goodness, thank goodness, yes, thank you. 
and I was in the middle of editing the episode, so I I, I fixed the the issue. And what was just uh, I don't know if hilarious is the right word, but very uh, serendipitous was I was at the Halibut House, which is right beside the diner where this all started, and just the geography and the conversation we were having to me just made sense. And I don't think I ever shared that part of that where I, I was when you sent that email. Yeah. But but to me, you know, like I think, you know, we have tried to model having a good uh, discussion on this podcast because Greg and I, although, you know, we're both from Oakville, we're both a certain age, uh, stage type of deal. We are very, very different. And, and so Greg uh, kind of reached out to me and he was concerned about something and 100%. Uh, and so I, I fixed, uh, because we do edit this to a certain extent, I did the edit and I just thought it was funny. And I forgot to tell you when you sent me that email as standing outside of the Halibut House, which I went for our two and one, which is a really good deal. And it's a really good piece of fish there. But I was standing in between that and the diner where this all started off. And I thought, that's hilarious. I got to tell Greg this. And after I fix um, uh, the edit and uh, so, but we try to model this within uh, the podcast as well. And, and there's times when we, we talk to each other about our approaches or issues or whatever it is. And that was one um, because we have a relationship where we can have these types of conversations. And uh, I know he talked, uh, Greg talks to me for, you know, the betterment of the podcast and to help me out and vice versa. Uh, I, I'm very direct with Greg as well. And I just thought this is the way that we, mo- you know, we try to model having these types of discussions and this type of relationship. And there's a bit of joke at the end because I was standing probably about 10 feet from the last place that we had breakfast at the diner before. Yeah, where this where this all started. Yeah, and I think you're right. And you know what, actually, you've led up really well to that last point uh, in this uh, in this section, which is acknowledging your mistakes because, you know, even as you start to give feedback and even as you uh, are, are taking these opportunities, sometimes you're not going to get it right. So uh, when you don't get it right, just say, you know what, I'm trying, you know, and here's what I need to learn and be open to the feedback. And that continues just to support that safe, brave space in, in uh, taking these opportunities. But this is so important, especially, you know, I know you said this is both for positive feedback as well as constructive feedback, but I can't. I can't reinforce enough that, you know, when I, I've talked earlier that, that, you know, I was probably in the safe, brave uh, spectrum, a lot more safe and a lot less brave earlier on in my career. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in HR and I, uh, I spent lots of times um, helping um, terminate folks that had been with an organization for a long period of time that no one was brave. No one gave them the uh, opportunities to corrective feedback and those kinds of things. So it's so, so important. And I've seen both with positive feedback and, and, and respectfully delivered constructive feedback, taking that opportunity is so important um, and the most caring thing you can do. I agree 100%. Uh, so as employees, there's a couple of things we can do to assist. And the first one is just be open to the conversation. Maybe we feel uncomfortable having these types of conversations. I think we've all had employees that feel uncomfortable getting uh, negative feedback and positive as well. Like there's lots of people try to give them a compliment. Oh my goodness. Trying to get them to stand still to give them a compliment that you did a good job. And I think as employees, we just have to be open to both. Whatever the conversation is, sometimes it's hard being in the pocket there, um, uh, listening to what's going on, but it's so important that we participate. Mm-hmm. Agree 100%. 
And sometimes you just have to step into the situation and have a good talk, whether um, you've initiated it or your boss has. You just have to, yeah, it's, it's better knowing and better having the conversation than not having it at all. Yeah. And you know, uh, it, uh, the more we are aware of ourselves and, and more we tap into our instincts, we know when something's working really well, or, or we know when something isn't working really well and to be brave as a, an employee to say, Hey, I want to check in about something. So if they haven't taken the opportunity create your own opportunities, uh, you know, to, to, because you kind of uh, talked about that. It doesn't have to, you don't have to wait for the manager to, to give you the feedback. You can be proactive and say, Hey, I'd love some feedback on this project so far. And you know, maybe you'd say, here's the things that I'm most proud of. And here's the things that I'm trying to work through, or I'm trying to figure out myself. What have you seen that I might not be seeing? What a great opportunity to, uh, to really grow and learn. Uh, so, uh, you know, Take the, those first steps and have a good talk. Take the initiative. Be brave in those situations. And I think we should lump the next two together because I, I just think they feed off each other so so well. Encourage good conversations and do your role in creating an environment where people can have a good, healthy conversation. So, if if perhaps Greg, you're having, uh, you know, you need to have a conversation with the boss, and I'm your colleague, and you know, you're talking to me about it, and you know, it's it's my job to encourage you to go have that conversation and. If I have any anything to do with this situation, maybe I should go too. But uh, I think that you know, creating that atmosphere and encouraging people, even if you're not involved, but you just know that somebody really needs to have that conversation, then it's I think it's our job to encourage that. However, that however we can do that. I agree, and I just did a podcast, uh, not a podcast, a a video on LinkedIn actually with a with some, an insight that I learned recently around this this idea of mutual curiosity. And how you should enter into everything with mutual curiosity. And part of that might be, hey, you know what? In that meeting, this is what I was feeling. And, and you know, I, I might be wrong, but I was sensing this. And so I, I, uh, and I wanted to kind of get a cl clear understanding that because when I sense this, this is what it makes me feel like I want to do. And I might be completely off base. Is it, can we talk about it? that just opens up the conversation doesn't it you know it's not even super specific but specific enough and then allow because you might be spinning your head around something that isn't even true you've read something into something or you might have good instincts and it, it provides that space that allows the manager if he doesn't he or she doesn't have the skills to do that if they can't do that, then uh, providing an opportunity that allows them to space, yeah, this is what I felt, this is what I saw, to give you that feedback, what a great opportunity. Yeah, and that kind of leads into our last point for the employee. Sometimes bosses aren't really good at having a good chat. Help them out and participate the best you can and be gracious in the situation. Mm, yeah, I agree 100%. Because, it, you know, you know, uh, we've talked about how how super busy it is. And I just read an article that said the managers are at burnout level uh, because they are trying to manage uh, the stuff that's coming down from the organization, all the changes in that. They're also trying to support their people and they're doing their regular jobs as well, whatever. And, and so all these things are filling up. Um, which really they may have good intentions to do stuff to, to take these opportunities more often, but they're just feeling overwhelmed. So, and I think being gracious, I think is a great word. The other word that I'm hearing a lot around is being compassionate. 
you know, really uh, entering into the space with compassion for what that person might be going through. It doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but if you're compassionate about the struggles that they might be going through, that just opens up that curiosity a little bit more and will hopefully help them to then participate in, in a conversation. And you know what? If it's a good conversation and they feel good about it, we get drawn to those things that we like. So, you know, if we worry that it's going to be a terrible conversation, we're going to try and stay away from it. It's we're humans. That's what we do. However, reinforcing of a good conversation where you leave satisfied and, and feeling you really made a difference, guess what? You're going to want to do more of that. So it, it'll, it'll really help encourage future conversations. Yeah. I like that. Gracious and compassionate. Um, wrap up. Yeah, for me, this is a, such an interesting topic because last week we talked about the heat and we talked about when things bubble over and, and sometimes as leaders, we might um, uh, overflow, right? And we, we just get, it, it's too intense with regard to it. But the other side is when you are either so nervous that you're going to, or you're overly stressed and you don't say anything. So this is almost like the other end of the uh of the of the story right so one is the heat's turned two up and you boil over and this is one where you're so lukewarm that no one knows what's going on either positive or negative so this is like the the i forgot to turn the stove on at all maybe i don't know um but but it's just so important and again it's it starts with being present it starts with knowing your people every podcast that we have we talk about the importance of relationship and knowing what's important to each person knowing where they're at and what they need in this moment you know you know we've talked about the skill will quadrant of understanding where someone is and sometimes they just need uh uh they need different things depending on where they are so it's so important to to first of all know your know your folks um to be present and then to step into it in a positive way, take advantage of those opportunities. It doesn't take that long, but make this a priority as a, as a leader or as a team member of, of how important this is to strengthen um, the potential engagement and success of each other. Yeah, uh, in wrapping up, I, th I think I wanna share two examples from my experience. And the first was, I was a, a kind of a younger investigator, uh, financial crime, uh, which I fell into accidentally. And the commander of the station where I worked, it was a huge station. And no matter how small or insignificant the case that I solved was, I'd be walking down a hallway and he would come out and go, Alistair, a minute. And so you step in the office. I mean, there's like six levels of command before I get to this guy, right? And he, he would go, good case on that one. I like that. I like that angle. Thank you. And that's all it was. But it was so impactful that, you know, he would see people and he knew what was going on in the station and he had no qualms whatsoever about going up in person and shaking your hand saying, or, or just giving you a pat on the back and saying, hey, listen, that was a good thing. That was a good case. And, and sometimes he'd have a very uh, detailed question about what happened or how it unfolded. So you knew he's read some of the paperwork involved. And I just went, wow, like this guy has a million things to do today. And he's talking to me about, I mean, you know, there, there's a victim here, but it's not the biggest crime of the century. 
And I thought, wow, wow, that's something for him to make the time. And it wasn't just me. It was all sorts of people. He, he knew what was going on. And he didn't wait for three weeks. It was like the next day or later that day. Once he was aware of what was going on, he would always go out of his way to have a conversation with somebody. And then the other uh, thing that comes to mind, because of experiences like that, was um, I had a bunch of junior employees that I would give work to. They didn't necessarily work for me, but they would do a task for my team. And it, it was uh, kind of a, uh, an opportunity where they could get a lot of experience. And anytime that they were successful, uh, and we hope that they always were successful, um, as soon as I read a decision, as it came out, as it, it was published, I would go and find them because of some of the experiences I had had, uh, you know, in my more informative years, I would go up and find them and they'd see me and, you know, like their eyes are kind of popping out and I go, listen, good result on that case. That was really good. You know, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, I, I know about that case. Uh, you know, myself and a couple other people a few years ago were involved in it. So thank you very much. And they're going, oh, okay. And, and what I learned later is that, you know, the hierarchy would often say good job to them, but it might be in an email two or three days later, or it might be weeks later. But I, as soon as I saw the decision, if I wasn't doing anything, I would go find them and I'd say, Hey, good job. Thank you for, for taking care of that task for us. It was a really good result and we appreciate it. We're going to continue to find these opportunities for you to, um, you know, exercise your abilities and stuff like that. We just appreciate the hand that you're giving us in, in taking on these tasks and and you could just see, because I've been in their situation where somebody's gone out of the way uh, to have a conversation. We're talking about a, a positive situation, but how impactful that is, especially when somebody's earlier on in their career. And, you know, vice versa, if you if you have to, you know, pull somebody aside and say, hey, Greg, there's a, there's a better way to say this or to do this. And I think you'll find yourself more successful and, and we, you know, whatever. It's just so, so important to do that in a timely way. And that's the, the big point that I found so helpful to me and that I saw, you know, as a result of being timely, you know, uh, on as many occasions as I could. And this is difficult. You said we're all busy, especially managers these days. But that, you know, happening in the moment is so important and so impactful on people. I agree 100%. And I was just trying to... Uh... Uh, you said something really important there about, uh, for me, it was about making it personal and, you know, taking the time and, uh, and going and really just making it personal and having those conversations, taking the time and being one-on-one -on -one with those things, I think is really important. And I just, I'm trying to find the podcast. So that's what I listened to a podcast recently in Indira Nui, Nui who was the chairman of uh, PepsiCo for a number of years. Um, what she used to do is take the time and she sent um, notes. I thought this was really powerful. She sent a, a letter to the parents of almost every one of her direct reports at year end when they were doing reviews and said, I'm so grateful for um, what you, uh, how you raised your son, your daughter, and that type of thing. Here's what they did in order to support me in my role and that type of thing. She did thousands of these and uh, people just still talk about it. She was the chairman um, and global CEO of PepsiCo. And I was just stunned that she, she did this, but she said, again, it's like you said, she had an early experience where a mentor leader really personally connected with her and was specific and gave her feedback in this. But this is taking it to the whole new level because you can imagine your parents, you know, you're the, you're the 
president of, I don't know, Frito-Lay, and your parents get a, a note from the chairman saying, I am, we all need this, right? We all value and appreciate this. And I thought, wow, what a powerful thing. So that was just taking your idea and saying, hey, here's on, on a global level, this leader uh, did this. And I was just so impressed with, you know, it's head and heart stuff, right? It's, it's, it's so smart to do. And taking, making the priority to do what you did, get out of your chair, go and find that person specifically. Wow, that's so powerful. So find your way, even if you're remote, what does that look like to do that? That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing uh, your, uh, your specific example. All right, that's cool. Maybe uh, you can send me the link to that podcast, and we'll put it in the show lo- show notes later. Yeah, on. that's yeah, that was great. It was a great podcast. Yeah. She's just amazing. Because I, I think uh, I don't know about you, Greg, but I do listen to a lot of podcasts, and I, I've I've kind of pulled back a little bit because some of the stuff I've been listening to is just garbage. It's just not really that inspiring. So uh, I've, I've tried to be more deliberate in, in what I'm listening to, and I think everybody's looking for. Know, those good examples of things to to listen to so if you'll send me over the the link to that I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes so any of our listeners they want to jump on that 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 would be great so uh, listen we hope that uh, some of what we've spoken about you find helpful we hope that we didn't uh, say anything that you found offensive or made you angry but Greg your, your philosophy yeah um you know earlier on in my coaching career uh, I uh, was taught the lesson that uh, when I would leave the best coaching sessions, I would leave with a little bit of joy and sometimes a little bit of churn or a little bit of peeve, you know, with something, the peeve is when something hits you that kind of gets you a little upset. Uh, And it may be because you're something you're not doing, something you've missed, a mistake, something you maybe disagree with. Um, And joy, of course, is when you would discover something that you're making traction on, but both are so powerful. And I've actually found often it's that churn and that peeve that if I pause and if I reflect to say, hmm, what's behind this? There is rich learning. So we always say in these podcasts that we hope that people leave with more joy than churn, but we, we hope that that peeve churn does occur because that's, that's, that's sometimes the, where the richness is. And we've kind of designed this podcast to have a little bit of both, right? Because mm-hmm. we, number one, uh, just to you know, confirm with everybody, you and I are not experts. What this is, is the two of us discussing our uh, experience together and and hoping that you have people or a person that you can talk to as well. Because I found it was, it's been so helpful in my journey as a manager to have really good examples around me and people that I can talk to. But I, I, I got to tell everybody that we like it in the podcast. If you go away and uh, you know we do something that you do as well, and that just kind of confirms that that's, you know, you know, that's kind of a common thing. But if we're struggling with something or we say something that you're struggling with, that that's a good thing too, because I think we learn both ways, right? Good things and bad things that we see, that's just part of the learning cycle. So we, we've kind of designed the podcast that hopefully there's times when, you know, I don't know about that. And then you go on a journey to discuss it and find out some information, try to figure that out. So, so hopefully you do get a, a bit of both of that uh, every time that uh, you listen in on one of our podcasts, because we do as well. I mean, uh, Greg and I are very different people, very different experience. And I respect the things he says. And even if, you know, maybe I'm going, I don't know about that. No, I'm going to think about it. And maybe we have a further discussion about it. And I know it's the other way as well. But uh, that's the way that this podcast was was developed is to, uh, you know, for Greg and I to have a forum to discuss stuff. And we hope that you have a forum to discuss some of these issues as well. 
Yeah. And if you've got other ideas, or even if you're something really churning, you say, you know what, I disagree, guys. I, I, I've got something that I, that I, is my, is true for me. Send us an email. We'd love to get your insights and ideas because this is, this is the intention here is to, is to, as we said at the, at the start of this is to invite people to the table. You know, we want this circle to get bigger and bigger and bigger that we can have these conversations and have other tables set up in different areas to have this, these discussions. The more we discuss kind of our experience what we've learned, what we've maybe messed up and gotten better, what we've gotten right. Those are the things that are probably, it's in the dialogue and the learning from each other that, that really good things happen. And that's why we call this talking, not ranting, because there's so much ranting and not talking, not listening these days. And no one learns that way. So uh, join the conversation. And if that involves sending us an email of a different perspective, let us know. We'd love to connect. Go for it. Pull the trigger. Love to hear from you. Love to hear from you. So, Greg, I think we need to do another shout out. Sure. Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to the club. Brooklyn, New York. I love New York. And not just because that's the slogan. I've been a couple times and Brooklyn's a great spot. And uh, there's so much to do. And, you know, uh, New York is really reopening big time. Uh, through uh, this COVID thing, and it's a it's a it's a fantastic place to go. So welcome, Brooklyn. Yeah, we're starting to see uh, as the numbers grow, and we we have a, a kind of a wider variety of places listening to us. Um, uh, some of these uh, towns and cities are, are are slipping into the rankings above others, and uh, uh, it's nice to see these different places where somebody's you know downloaded us and is listening to us. And uh, just want to welcome everybody that comes in and. We could probably, you know, we're in an episode, I think this is going to be number 71 or something like that. We could probably do away with the opening, but with, you know, so many new people listening to us, we, we continue to keep it in there just because, you know, if this is your first time, we want you to feel comfortable and understand who we are and what we're doing. So uh, uh, welcome to all our, our newer uh, uh, listeners. And uh, it's great that the group's getting bigger and uh, we're just glad we can uh, have a chat once a week and uh, you can pull up a chair to the diner and listen to us chat and, uh, Hopefully you find some of the things that we're dealing with uh, common to what you're dealing with and, and that you find somebody or a group of people to help you in your journey as well. So remember, people matter. Take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.